0: everyone this is late for the metal cell i'm here with harry from burner harry how are you
1: i'm very good thank you how are you
0: i'm very good thanks for doing this with me well,
1: thank you for having me no
0: problem uh welcome to ireland it's the band's first time over how are you finding it how are you finding dublin city
1: well uh finn our bassist is irish he's from west point county mayo and um he'd been preaching the virtues of ireland as a place for gigs um from you know days of yore when he was a, a teen getting rowdy so um for us um well, I mean, when Evan from Worn Out got in touch, it was this moment where I was like, okay, so there are some people out here who really want to bring us over, and, you know, it's going to be this really fun, energetic time, and, I mean, we haven't played yet, but it, it certainly seems like everyone's absolutely buzzed, so, yeah. And also, the city's beautiful, so.
0: Yeah, it should be a good vibe tonight. Can't wait to see you play.
1: Mm. It's, uh, it's really, really sick, and Worn Out sound amazing, and Levain also sound checking right now. Sound really, really good, so very very excited
0: awesome it's going to be a great lineup. Um, to the listeners who maybe haven't heard of you guys before how would you describe your sound
1: like this um, dissonant fusion of death metal and hardcore punk with elements of lots of other different genres thrown in there but generally death metal and hardcore punk
0: nice good combo you called this
1: you, you called this thrash metal I think at one point and I'm super curious as to why you did that
0: I saw it on Spotify that's what you are described as on Spotify thrash metal melodic
1: They call us fresh metal melodic. Well, I disagree with that, Spotify. (laughs) I disagree with that. (laughs) That's fair enough. Some people have said like it sounds a bit more freshy. Like somebody compared us to Animosity, and we're like, oh, but like a bit more freshy. And I was like, that's pretty. That's cool. I think it's like while we don't take necessarily like fresh influence directly, it's like other bands that have that we really like. It kind of like filters down. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So don't blame me. So I think it's a Swedish guy. that own Spotify, so
1: I don't blame you at all. I, I blame Spotify. <laughs> they, should, they should pay everyone more. So
0: they should and it's, stop putting up the price of premium.
1: Yeah, stop putting up the price of premium and get the genres right. Did
0: please. <laughs> um, so how did the band start?
1: So the band started when I moved to London, and I was basically looking. I was basically looking for a uh, a means to make a band with whoever I could. And I ended up meeting our original drummer, Hugo, um, through findmyband.com, or just a forum where you can find musicians, found Nathan, our guitarist, by accidentally posting on a forum for wedding musicians, Um, and I was like, oh, hey, does anybody want to do, like, a Code Orange Dillinger type thing? And uh, he saw it and was like, yeah, so he jumped in there. Um, We found Finn uh, just before COVID when we practiced enough that, um, we practiced enough that basically we were ready to go and we just needed a bassist and Finn was a perfect fit and he just he gets the vibe completely so the band basically kind of well the band was ready I guess uh start of 2020 but we didn't like start playing shows until the start of last year in 22.
0: So you had enough time over Covid to kind of develop your sound and like do a lot of stuff like that?
1: Yeah a lot of it was kind of just waiting I would think like I think a lot of the a lot of the ideas that we already had were I, I'd say most of the EP the first EP was written um but that extra time kind of just to really develop and hone that sound so when we took it to Lewis Johns to record it, it felt like we're ready to go, this is it, this is what the band is and and then from the album, we had written a lot of the album as well, just going on from there, really just building on that sound, making it bigger.
0: That's awesome. Um, so speaking of the new album, uh, It All Returns to Nothing came out in June. How was the recording process for it? Was it a lot over Zoom or...?
1: No, actually, we en- we ended up going down to the ranch in Southampton to record with Lewis Johns, which was wicked because we'd only recorded the the drums for the EP with him. He mixed and mastered the, the EP. But we got to do the whole process, recording the whole thing with him, which was amazing. Like, none of us have been in that kind of situation where we record a whole thing with one producer. And, um, yeah, really, really cool. Challenging in parts, but just a really exhilarating experience. It's amazing when you have somebody who really understands what the sound is what you're going for and um and just wants to participate in that really wants to kind of see how far you guys can take it as well so there's a bit of push and pull there um lewis is just an an amazing producer so working with him was fantastic we did the whole thing in about two weeks
0: wow that's really impressive
1: yeah it was you know we would have we would have had the extra two days if he could have but Two weeks? I mean, I think it came out pretty good for two weeks. You know? It, it know. did.
0: It's really great. I listened to it um, last week and I was just really blown away by it.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no problem. Uh, it's probably going to rival... Um, it's probably going to be in my top 20 albums of this year. Like, it was that good.
1: I'll take top 20. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no problem. Um, where did the title for the album come
1: from? Okay, so it's actually a... Um, it's a reference to a... Um, an anime manga called uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, There's a film that was made at the end of the series um, called End of Evangelion and in the middle of the film, a bit of a spoiler warning, there's a scene in which all of humanity, if you can imagine this, gets kind of returned to a state of like primordial liquid where everyone's spirit or soul or being is like shared in this in this liquid so nobody is anyone but everyone is everyone else and the song that plays during that is, um, it has this chorus that goes, it all returns to nothing. It all comes tumbling down, tumbling down, tumbling down. It doesn't really fit with the themes on the album, but it kind of, the other guys, when we were debating what to call the record, um, the guys really latched onto it and said, you know, this is something that, you know, this this is what, this this really feel, they they felt like it really summed up the record. And in a way, I I think it kind of fits the, apocalyptic vibe, I guess. I guess it's over a lot of the kind of themes, a lot of the other kind of uh, Ideas on the record. So in that respect, I think for sure Um, Yeah, if it's... so that's where it came from, sorry.
0: (laughs) It's just like um, the contents of the album like the title is like it's so heavy
1: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people really like Reflected on it. We're like, yeah, this is a dark album. And for me, it's like not it's not as dark as like the EP was but you know, there, there are some moments I think where maybe maybe the album is like darker in general, uh, but the moments of light I would say are maybe a little bit stronger. But then again, I, that's just me. You know, <laughs> I don't know what anyone feels uh, listening to this thing. Um, but yeah, the title being heavy for sure. A lot of people are like, "Oh man, yeah. that's a dark yeah." This is a dark record, and I'm like, "Yeah, maybe." You it's, know. Like brutal. it's brutal. Brutal, yeah. I, I hope. I hope so. If nothing else, I hope. I hope that it's brutal for sure.
0: Um, my favorite song off the album is Pyramid Head. Is there a story behind that song? Silent Hill, maybe, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, you're not. You're actually the second person who's asked me about this today, which is fine. <laughs> that, that, that was kind of the intention. Um, also, I kind of just love when you can make a reference to something else in a title, uh, even if it's not necessarily related. I think that's just a. It's just a cool thing. It just looks really good. Um, and it puts a kind of image in your mind, I guess. So yeah, the Pyramid Head being a reference to the main antagonist of Silent Hill 2, because a couple of years ago during COVID, I played Silent Hill 2 for the first time. And it was just this amazing, emotional, like, revelatory experience. I love video games. But um, it was this amazing experience where, you know, oh, you know, video games can be art. At this point, everybody knows that, but back when Silent Hill 2 came out, people didn't necessarily think that. And fuck, it's just an amazing game. So lyrically on that on that song i'm trying to kind of not a lot of the songs are like introspective lyrically, but um, in that one I really wanted to kind of uh, mirror some of the some of my own feelings about depression and failure and not wanting to kind of relapse into a state of depression or upset or anxiety um, wanted to reflect that with the same themes of the protagonist um, you know James, this idea of Going to this place, confronting one's fear, confronting one's doubt, confronting one's uh, suffering and being head on with it. I guess that's where, yeah, that's where the two ideas kind of meet. Yeah. So it wasn't just the title, I guess, for me.
0: Yeah, no, because when you think of like whenever I've, I've never played Silent Hill, I've only, I've been fascinated by the storyline of the games. Yeah. And Pyramid Head is just someone I've always latched onto because he's just like, this guy with this huge sword, you never see his face.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you should definitely play Silent Hill too because it's like, This incredible emotional experience, and you're because like you think it's a horror game, and it is, and it's scary. But there's like this really deep, like rich emotional subtext that like you finish the game, and I was like in tears. I was like, fuck, this has just destroyed me. Um, yeah, and also yeah, there's like a a big guy with a pyramid on his head and a massive sword. Um, Yeah. What's 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 cooler than that? What's more metal than that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, absolutely, nothing cooler than that.
0: Exactly. Um, if you could collaborate with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Oh, man. I feel like you asked Evan this question, and I...
0: I ask everyone this question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. To be honest, it would just be like... It would just be like my my heroes, like... Members of, like, Job for a Cowboy, or The Red Chord, or fucking Vincent from The Acacia Strain, just like those, like, death chord, death metal bands from, like, the mid-2000s, like, late-2000s that, for me, when I was getting into the genre, were really, like okay, this is like really leading the way in terms of, in terms of that experience. Because
0: um, they were like the new generation of them. Of course, and I
1: mean every band, every, every person has like a new generation. It's like when we chat to, um, to Jack, our drummer, you know, his generation of bands was like the, yeah, Mitch, Mitch from Suicide Silence. Now that's, <laughs> now that's, a, that's a big one. You know what, I will say Mitch 100% uh, because we're talking about, and you're going to, th- this is going to be on the record, I'm sure. Um, we're talking about at some point doing a a, a cover of Unanswered by Suicide Silence, so mm. it's got to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, just like that kind of generation. When we talk to Jack, like his bands were from like the the 90s, very early 2000s, and it's like everybody has their heroes. Do you know what I mean? From when they were teenagers or kids yeah. getting into music like that. Because
0: this will probably speak on my age. I'm um, I'm not a Mitch Gurley. I'm a Eddie Gurley. I yeah. prefer him. I find I find him. He's a bit more um, understandable. <laughs>
1: Definitely more understandable. I'll, I'll say that I was more of a fan of his work in Oshaw Parish. But that's just me. Because that, I guess that was from the time, do you know what I mean? Like, um, you can't
0: stop me. He's, like, so brutal.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's, an, he's a phenomenal vocalist. Like, there's absolutely no denying that.
0: Like, there's no disrespect towards Mitch or any of the guys in Suicide Squad. I just can't understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, no, I get <laughs> it. But, like, Guy from The Red Cord or Johnny from um, Jump for a Cowboy. I mean, just, like incredible vocalist and and not necessarily like the kind of like super guttural intense like able to zigzag uh, you know from one sound to another like there are no Will Ramos or whatever but for me it's like the sound that I want to be where there's that perfect mix of like clarity and texture and depth Yeah, that to me is that's wicked you know you can't you can't buy that. Do you know what I mean? It's the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, that's where I want to be. Yeah. For sure.
0: Um, speaking of your vocals, they're absolutely brutal on the record. Like, how do you keep your voice in check?
1: Uh, steaming and drinking lots of tea um, with ginger and lemon and um, honey, uh, but mostly just like warming up and warming down. Just like being really regimented, like especially when you're on tour. Okay, I'm gonna warm up before. Like, I warm up for soundcheck. Like, warming up and warming down, just making sure like never straining my voice. We had one show. We played at the Black Heart in Linden and I went and did like a little like last minute mic grab guest spot moment where I I grabbed the mic of a friend uh, to do some screaming. I did like two lines and then I went into the other room to warm up for our set and my voice was like half gone and I was like, holy fuck, I'm terrified. That's, this is like a nightmare scenario. The set was fine and that's another part of it. Don't overthink it. But um yeah just being really regimented about it and just doing it and then then trying to relax as much as possible and really go with it If yeah. don't force it is the point
0: because i think ollie sykes from bring me the horizon is um every vocalist horror story
1: yeah yeah no <laughs> ollie for sure um i mean he's mended his ways and also he doesn't do as much kind of harsh stuff anyway now yeah. but um yeah back if you could see him around like um you know suicide season you know whatever um Yeah, the stuff he was doing was monstrous and not necessarily in the best way. No. (laughs) but uh, Yeah, just being regimented about it, just, like, trying to to take as much care as possible. And steaming, steaming helps. Steaming is great. Yeah,
0: that's the best way to be about it. Um, Do you have any favourite album releases of 2023 so far?
1: Yeah, so I adore uh, Wallowing's album, Earth Reaper. It's just... I mean, Wallowing are just this, like, super anomalous band because there's, like a bunch of guys in beekeeper outfits and they've got this great aesthetic and it's easy to just like look at this stuff and be like it's a gimmick but then when you listen to an album like Planet Loss or Earth Reaper you know, you realize there's a real, there's a real vision here of what the band wants to be and I feel like on Earth Reaper they really, they realize that they just, they just nailed it and it's this crazy proggy, doomy, sludgy, just mammoth record um, for me it's like my favorite album of the year um, I can't say enough nice things about that record. Also, um, Caligram's latest record, um, Position Momentum, I believe that's the name, I don't want to get it wrong, but um, yeah, we saw those guys, <coughs> we saw those guys uh, playing, uh, well, we played with them in Luton, and my god, they are just, you know, you have to see to believe the stuff that they can do on that record as well. I thought they followed up their, their debut really, really well with that album, and... Um live they're even better they just make it happen lovely lovely people as well so calligram and wallowing um just blowing me away this year
0: nice there are two ones i'll have to check out for sure
1: for sure especially wallowing those guys are nuts and when you, if you get the chance to see them live do because it's yeah as i said it's like a bunch of guys in beekeeper outfits and they're just all over the place and it is it's class it's just fucking sick never
0: want to add uh, add to the to see list
1: <laughs> for sure definitely
0: um. This is our last question. Um, Do you have any advice for anyone wanting to start a band in 2023?
1: I mean, I'm going to say probably what I think everyone else has said, including Evan, which is just do it. Like, I think it's difficult for us. Like, I want to offer like maybe a bit more of a unique perspective on it. I think depending on what you want to do, it's good to plan ahead. It's good to have a vision. Um, We were really fortunate in terms of like the stuff that we wanted to do working out. Like we were a band that had just like worked on our music for three years. And then we ended up on a label uh really quickly and then able to play a bunch of really cool shows like to be in ireland now after having started playing shows at the start of last year is nuts like that's insane to me and who knows where we'll be in a year's time but um you know being being careful about what you're doing planning the singles speaking to people just being being professional you know like being nice to people and making honest connections and um Yeah, I think when you go ahead and you make that band and when you put that music together, really working on it, not necessarily like listening to everyone, but really trying to make um, a plan for who's gonna listen, who's gonna hear your music, when are they gonna hear it, what kind of, how would you describe your music, how would you pitch your music, all this kind of stuff that it's easy to take for granted. Um, And to be fair, not everyone needs this, like plenty of people will just make bands and just play music and you know, who cares? And that's fine, like you can do, do bands and just have fun, but I think, just to just to offer like another opinion, like planning it out, trying to make, take advantage of times when you can get people to hear, like oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna release this single first, and I'm gonna release this single later, and just building momentum that way. No one wants to be like a local band that's like oh, big thing's coming, right? <laughs> so like just being just being proper about it, I think that's another uh, really handy way of going about things because you know it worked for us. We I would say as well we are we were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. but it worked for us so again just being uh, just being proper about it I think, that, I think that's another way of saying it
0: that's some really good advice uh, Harry thank you so much for sitting down and having this interview with me
1: thank you very much for having me really appreciate it
0: no problem and it all returns to nothing Is out now
1: yeah thank you very much